Hello, and welcome to another audio version of Burnt Toast. This is a newsletter where we explore questions and some answers about fat phobia, diet culture, parenting, and health. I'm Virginia Soul-Smith. I'm a journalist who covers weight stigma, diet culture, and I'm the author of The Eating Instinct and the forthcoming Fat Kid Phobia. And today I am chatting with Shira Rose, who is an amazing eating disorder therapist, activist, and body positive style blogger who really gets fat fashion. Um, about two weeks ago, I wrote about this topic on my newsletter, and you guys had a lot of questions. So I am bringing Shira on to talk more about all of this. Um, welcome, Shira. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yay. I should also say that Shira and I are also in real life friends, you know, <laughs> not just internet people. Um, we met when I was reporting a story on weight stigma and eating disorders, and then we bonded over mutual love of puppies and giant chocolate chip cookies and many other things. So, oh my God, I miss those Levine bakery cookies. <sighs> yes. Um, yeah, a lot. Um, okay. So Shira, I'm excited to talk to you about clothes, but before we get to that, why don't you tell us a little bit kind of about why you became a body positive style blogger in the first place and like a little bit about what clothes mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think a big reason why I became, I guess, more into fashion than the average person was because growing up in a larger body, I had no access to clothes. And um, so I remember being like a teenager and dressing like I was 70 and 80, which is not what a 15 and 16 year old wants to be doing. Um, and that was just another way that I felt different. I already felt different because I was bigger than everyone else. And the world let me know that that wasn't okay. But then on top of that, I couldn't even dress in a way that in a way that reflected who I was. And I don't think people understand it. They're just like, it's just clothing. It's not a big deal. It's, it is a big deal when it's another way that you're different in a world that already makes you feel like your body is wrong for being larger. Um, so I think not having that access made me feel just even more uncomfortable in my body, more isolated, more separate from everyone else. And so when I started my blog, it was really important to me that I try to make my blog as inclusive as possible so that um, I'm never that person where people come to and then that's another place where they don't fit in. Right. Um, so right. that, that was just something that was really important to me. And then, of course, I'm a therapist and I treat people with eating disorders as well as being in my own recovery. And so it was uh, these are all just, you know, health at every size and intuitive eating and fat positivity are just topics that are incredibly important to me. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, I mean, you've shared some on your social and on the blog about like, as you're progressing in your eating disorder recovery, you know, clothing becomes complicated at these different points, right? Like there's, there's a lot that clothing sort of continues to bring up. Um, and you recently had like a pretty big deal event of burning <laughs> some old clothes that were too small and that you had been holding on to for a long time. So yeah, tell us a little bit about what that was like and, you know, how you're feeling about clothes right now. I'm, I'm kind of glad you like asked me this question because I feel like social media <laughs> makes you feel like, or makes maybe portrays this idea that like I just burnt these clothes and it was so cathartic and it was so liberating and now I feel better and I can close the door and move on. And the reality was that I didn't feel this like aha moment when I was burning my clothes. I felt sad the whole time. I then locked myself in a bathroom and cried <laughs> for two hours. Um, it was really, really hard. Um, I think just to be clear that a lot of people that have eating disorders do not lose weight and their eating disorder is still valid and severe and is worthy of getting help. Yes. I want to put that out up front. And with that being said, with my eating disorder, my body did go from being in a larger body to being in a, I don't know, convention, an average 
mm-hmm. small body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a body that I was dying in, but I was, you know, congratulated for every step of the way. Cause I finally looked the way people thought I should look. Um, and with that being said, um, being in losing access to the clothes that I had access to before was really hard. It was once again, a reminder again, from that my body is different and, um, I can't just walk into a store and find clothes that fit me anymore. And that's been really, really, really hard to contend with. And again, like I think fashion has come a little bit of a way since I was a teenager, but it's, and people are like, Oh yeah, but like these three stores exist. Everything's great. And it's not the case. Like it's three stores. Yeah, it's three stores. The and world. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So like nine out of 10 stores, I'm not going to find clothes that fit me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying this as somebody that's in a small fat body, so it's significantly like harder for someone that's in a mid to super fat body who like literally has access to maybe 10 stores total in right. the entire world. And if that's not your style, too bad. That's all yeah. you have. Yeah. That's um, that is your style because that's the clothing you too can bad. put on your body. Yeah. yeah. Unless you learn how to sew somehow. Right. Um, so yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's been really hard. It was important for me to do that because I think leaving the door. I think, you know, when I have the clothes in front of me that are too small, I can be like, well, I know how to go, fi- go back and fit into mm-hmm. them, but I really want to make sure that that's not an option. And I close as many doors as I can to my eating disorder. And so it was re- really important for me, but it's still really, really hard. That's interesting. So it really, for you, was not like this sort of cathartic release of the eating disorder. It was more of like a tool for protecting yourself and protecting yes. your recovery. But then, of yeah. course, there's all this grief that comes with that. I mean, that's, yeah. It's all I mean, and there's definitely, there's definitely drama with like lighting it on fire yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And just to be clear, these were clothes that I could, I donated and sold like nine gigantic bags. These yes. were stuff that I couldn't sell um, or donate. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would have liked it to be cathartic, but it, it wasn't quite that. It was, yeah. it was, you know what it was? It was a lot of grief. It yeah. was, it was grief and it was, um, yeah, like kind of like working really hard to let go of an eating disorder that I've had for 22 years. Um, there's a lot more grief than I expected. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And it's hard to, to sit in that. And it is, I think it's so, I think so many people listening to this can relate to how clothes can kind of symbolize and hold those feelings for us. I think that's, yeah, very relatable and very real. Um, okay. So now I have some questions from readers and this is more practical shopping stuff people are struggling with. And because you are so plugged into particularly plus size fashion, um, and fashion in general, um, it's weird that we separate them out. They should be <laughs> the same thing. Um, one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought you would have some really good ideas for people. So, okay. The first question she writes, Oh, I don't know if it's a she. Sorry. This person writes, I wear a size 22 U.S. women's sizing and tend to dress very casually for the most part. I feel very frustrated by how many garments are made with extremely thin, clinging material or polyester blends that look ratty after a few washings, but I don't even know where to look for good quality plus size clothes. A few people have suggested universal standard, but their casual stuff also tends to be made with thin, drapey, clinging material. Any idea somewhere else I can look? Man, I feel her. That polyester blend is the worst. And it is everywhere. It really is. And I think, I think what's hard is that you can't go 
most of the time you can't walk into a store and touch things and feel them and Mm -hmm. try them on with plus size fashion. You're kind of limited to ordering all the things online and then trying them on and then having to return if you have the energy to do that. Um, Or just see your credit card explode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so like the reality is like universal standard is a great place and there are going to be some things that are going to be more clingy and some things that are not. And it's really about, I think, I would say looking at the materials of the clothes and then maybe ordering a few things and trying them. And if you have the energy returning the things mm-hmm. that don't work, mm-hmm. um, some other brands that I thought of, um, were like Ray, New York city, Nettle studios. Cause they're the more sustainable brands, which I found have better quality fabrics, okay. but also they're very specific styles. So if that's not your style, then you might not love it, but I just wanted to throw out those options. I would just look at the materials and also, um, just try all the things on. Yep. Yep. And I should say too, for all the brands that we're mentioning, I will link to all of them in the transcript of this. So if you're reading, you are already seeing those links. And if you're listening, check the transcript. Um, But yeah, that makes sense. Checking for fabrics. Um, I do find that plus size clothes tend, you tend to see less of things that are just made with like just cotton or just linen. And I don't know if that's because they think they're creating a more comfortable fit like the stiffer fabrics are they think are harder to fit to bigger bodies I don't know what the the sort of behind the scenes math is on that but it is very irritating um it is yeah yeah Okay, next question. I would love to hear about navigating swimsuits and activewear. I love swimming, but it's hard to find a plus size training swimsuit. Almost everything is cut to be very modest, which means I can't really move around. Those high cut legs make it so I can actually move around and kick. Similarly, I would love to wear sports bras and bracer back tops for hiking or yard work, but I'm not sure where to start, particularly with how expensive activewear can be. And I'll also add that I feel like the flip side of plus size swimsuits is that they're often very cleavagey and like there's no boob support it's like it's one or the other and that's not great for being active either if like you're like me and you're chasing your kids around on the beach and you don't want your boobs falling out in front of everyone <laughs> um yeah so I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this okay so uh, I have good news and bad news for this question I think <laughs> and this is just my opinion and my experience but I so that I'll start with the bad and go to the good after um so we can end in a high note but when it comes to swim I don't know if it's even worse this year because of COVID, but there really are not a lot of options. I can throw out the ones that most of you already heard of, which are Torrid, Eloquy, Swimsuits for All, um, and then maybe department stores that might sell a few plus-size swimsuits. But to be honest, they're not that great. I mean, I haven't found great options that I like at all. I'm going to add Land's End mm-hmm. swimsuits. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I know, like, I think I told you that once and you were like, oh, those are mom swimsuits. <laughs> um, and they kind of are, but actually, like, I have a really cute one from there that's, like, got a little eyelet lace ruffle trim and it's not too cleavagey. I don't know if it would be good for active swimming. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have more sporty options too. And they have very inclusive sizing. So. I'll and I did find, you reminded me, I appreciate that. Cause I did see a cute little tie dye colorful one that was not that bad. Yeah. If you're into that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, they, and I like, if you just want like a basic black situation, like Land's End has like good solid, yeah. you know, like, I think they go to four, like 20, do they go to 24, 20? I don't know exactly. We could probably check afterwards. Yeah, but, I can put that in the yeah. transcript with their ranges. Yeah. And then, um, sorry, did you say you had any good news? About oh, but the good, yeah, the good news is that I feel like activewear has some really cute things and yes. they've come a long way. Um, some of my favorites, I would say girlfriend has, and they're sustainable too, which is nice. And they go up to six extra large Ooh. your day one or day one, they go up to size 32 and they have some really cute, um, pieces. And then super fit hero, super fit hero goes up to seven extra large, which is really nice. 
Um, and then if you want a more budget friendly one, I would say Old Navy. They go up to four extra large and people really actually like a lot of their things. So okay. I feel like there's a lot more going on with cute and comfortable activewear. So which is great. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's a big change. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is, uh, what can I wear that isn't a tunic and leggings, but also is a tunic and leggings because that's all I wear. I love this question. <laughs> this question makes me laugh. And like, I mean, you do you, first of all. Um, also, I mean, I, then I would think of ways maybe to spice up the leggings if that's mm-hmm. something that you're comfortable wearing. So maybe finding really comfy, cute jeggings or finding like leather leggings for more of the winter fall. I thought maybe, of your yeah. leather leggings for this. Uh-huh. You have really so, cute ones. Yeah. Thanks. I know. I don't know if they're still going to fit me, but hopefully I'll okay. find a new well, replacement. Yeah, yeah. They were. They were great. Um, anyway. Time. Yeah. Just find like you could spice up the legging game. Um, if you are into dresses, maybe just like a comfy, flowy, um, oversized dress that you have that like tunic look. And then, um, depending on what your thighs feel like, I always wear, um, bike shorts underneath for comfort mm-hmm. and for, um, no hor- horrifyingly uncomfortable chafing. Yes, chafing. Um, so yeah, those are the things I thought of, but you know, also if you like to wear leggings and tunics, that's fine too. I also think like that kind of outfit combination gets demonized as like a fat girl outfit. Mm-hmm. And like, we need to just like reject that because I also think like, that this is something I talked about in the newsletter. The first part of this conversation is like, it can be really freeing to find a uniform that works for you and feels good on your body. And then you can just like get, you know, three or four or five versions of it and like have your week figured out and like remove the stress from your life. It can be so helpful. And I feel like not getting hung up on like, you know, is this outfit on trend or, you know, if it feels good in your body, then that's like, just go with it. I think that's great. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the last question we're going to do is jeans for a bigger belly that stay up. I have this question. This is like the story of my life with jeans. If you are more of a, to use women's magazine terminology, apple shaped person. (laughs) Yes, we are fruits. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But the truth is like a lot of women's jeans are assuming an hourglass figure. So the weight cuts in. So then if you're not shaped that way, which I'm not in, you end up having to buy bigger to fit your waist, but then the legs are too big. So then, or you're just like constantly yanking them up. It's like a whole, it's a whole journey we're on. That is like the literal story of my life. I have tried on more jeans this month than I've tried in my whole life, which isn't saying much considering I grew up in a cult and didn't wear jeans. It's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, But, oh my God. Okay. This is, if you're under a size 18, this is a weird find, but I love my express jeans. They have these like knit ones that, feel like leggings, but they look at, like jeans and they're, they have cute styles. I feel like a lot of the jeggings are kind of boring, but they have cute ones, but you okay. have to be into a size 18. So it's not going to be yeah. um, accessible for everyone. Um, and then honestly, this is also again, like not ideal, but the old Navy jeggings that have the elastic top. So you wouldn't want to wear anything tucked in for that. Cause that's not the cutest right. look. Uh, right. unless That's what you like. Um, and they're cheap, but they, they stay up pretty nicely. And so any jegging type of jean that has that like elastic top, you know, the, the rock star jeggings, the Navy? rock star jeggings. Yeah. yeah, yeah but only some good. of them have that top. So I was yes. for those. So, but also like Liverpool denim, like a bunch of different jeans have that kind of style. And those seem to hold up more cause they're more like the legging style. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, otherwise I'm kind of in the same boat as you of like needing bigger in the waist, but then the leg part is too small. And I've noticed yeah. that with all of my other jeans. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's aggravating. Um, another reader recommended the Gina Fit Pants from Eloquy. So I can include that link. That's not Shira endorsed or me endorsed. We didn't try it, but someone like them. Um, and I actually have a pair from Universal Standard. I'll find and put the link in that the problem there is I'm really between two sizes. And so it's like <laughs> the, the smaller pair actually works better, but only after it stretches out a bit out of the wash. <laughs> That's kind of my yes. jeans journey. Um, so yeah. Um, the bigger I'm pair. I'm in the same boat too, by the way. So yeah. annoying. <laughs> it is. No, cause then the bigger pair feels really comfy straight on, but then like two hours later, you're yanking them up cause they're like stretching out and falling down. Exactly. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah. Tunic and leggings sounding better and better. So. <laughs> Well, Shira, thank you so much. This was super helpful. Um, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find more of you and follow your work? Because you are often posting so many great um, fashion finds and then also all your other work on eating disorder activism is so important. And I want everyone to know about it. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Instagram and my blog at the Shira Rose um, and Twitter and, you know, all the socials. And if you specifically want to find out about more of my work as a therapist, that's ShiraRosenblutheLCSW.com. Awesome. And we will link to that, too. Thank you so much, Shira. Of course. Have a good one.